Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. Well, I am here. I bet you've been waiting for a new show for a while. <clears throat> We've been playing our late and our greatest. I'm Dr. Val Kirkgaard, and I've been doing dialogues on the air since 1987 with some of the most informative and interesting people on the world. I mean, no <coughs> kidding, like really. One of them just coughed. Now, we've been discussing things that matter to our hearts and souls, and we're just delighted to have you with us here today. Um, we've actually gone through our library, and we're updating the website. So if you get to the website and you find some of the links are down, it's going to be changing for about the next two weeks as we actually we're feeling our way through the new website, and it's really fun. But one of the things you can see immediately um, Barbara, do you pronounce your middle name Gogan? No, Gone Like, Gone with the Wind. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Barbara Gone Mueller, mm-hmm. how about that? Sure. And Peter Calhoun. And uh, I want to let these two people introduce themselves in a minute, but I really want to let you know what's been happening on Waking Up at America Vital Issues over the year. As you noticed, we've actually included Vital Issues in the title of Waking Up at America because our world is at such a critical point now. If you take a look at the wars in the Middle East, what some call a forming police state in the U.S., and global warming, you have a time when action really needs to take hold. And then if you throw in on top of that, that we have the fast food revolution, which has totally turned us into little doughboys and girls and men and women, then we've got some issues that we really need to take a grip on and we really need to work with. And I get presented just a slew of amazing people and Barbara I met actually I met you with your husband at the United Nations for the Ted Turner event that's right Uh, I had actually heard about you long before that I had met Robert probably 20 years before at a UN event Peter Calhoun I have not met you but I have met you (laughs) Uh, yes and perhaps you you had a small dream about what we might be up to Now, now these these wonderful people that I have on the show today Actually, they join a rank of amazing people that have been on Waking Up at America, all the way from Carol Channing to Dennis and Jerry Weaver to John Denver to Deepak Chopra to Art Bogansi, who, by the way, is a pitching coach, Alexander Shia, Marcella Bonharding, Mark Spitz, and a bunch of other charming and intelligent people. And if you check out our website at wakingupinamerica.com, we actually have podcasts of some of these shows. So... Every one of these people that I've mentioned and a whole bunch more that we don't have time to mention have actually brought a perspective or an idea or been part of a dialogue in which each one of us talked afterwards and said, my, haven't we transformed? So with that, I would like to introduce to you Barbara Gahn-Mueller. Um, her website and her, that belongs to both her and her husband is goodmorningworld.org. You can check that out and sign up on their list, and you will get cheery little things. And when you look at our website, you're going to see what a beautiful woman this is and what a dynamic educator, author, and global public relations person she is. And I want Barbara to share with you the highlights of 
her life and her work. So, Barbara, take it away. Thank you, Val, and thank you for letting us be on your premiere show after a little bit of a vacation, which you so well deserve. You know, you've mentioned my husband, and he's so much a part of me. I'm going to start with my introduction that I am married to Robert Mueller, who was former Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations. And when he came into my life, we were at a conference for world leaders, and I was the PR person and on the board for a retreat center, and we were worried about the world leaders never having a place that they can go where they felt safe and where they could renew and be healed. And that was my purpose of my public relations company, too. And he came right after his wife had passed from Alzheimer's, and I was single, divorced for 12 years, and we were just always together, and everybody said, why are you always together? And we weren't sure, but it was like a magnet. It was like there was something in us that spoke that this was our path of destiny. We were supposed to be together. Well, it was hard for me to accept that in the beginning because I'm 20 years younger than him. But then I realized the work he had done at the UN needed to have a period. There were so many ideas he had, so many books he had written. He had created so much of the UN with his 40-plus years, plus the University for Peace in Costa Rica. And here I was, a global public relations person, really trying to make a difference and not just Band-Aid approach to the world's Kind of perfect, huh? Right. And so here I was, and it took me three years to finally say, yes, this is our destiny, and we need to move on that. And so I've written books, a PR survival manual, book blitz, how to make your book a bestseller. You know, I've been appointed to commissions in Washington, D.C., because I'm in Santa Barbara, little tiny Santa Barbara. Oh, right. Where nobody, the women just kind of... Well, the women now are more active, but when I ran for political office, I was one of the first women in Santa Barbara to run for political office, and I knew I had to make a statement. And so when Robert and I finally did get together, we've been working together now, and his latest book, Most of All, They Taught Me Happiness, and it's in about its fourth new printing, and it's selling like hotcakes, and together we create a better world. Well, maybe we want to give Barbara Marks Hubbard a plug here, too. And she's a dear, dear, dear friend. She lives in Santa Barbara, and she's a a recent transplant. She came from the Bay Area about seven years ago, and she loves it here. So if you you know what the topic of the program is today, Mm -hmm. so how do we love in today's world? So I want you to be thinking about that while... I have one statement before you introduce Peter. I kept thinking about this because love is my middle name. I have grand, <laughs> 11 grandkids. I love them to pieces. And I try to be a missionary in the moment. And so I decided my topic today was to decide to be the love I desire. All right. Now, I also know that you wanted to talk from the point of view of um, a person being older in life mm-hmm. and how one enjoys the satisfaction of being older. Absolutely. So I like that idea. So what what do you think? You know, I, I sit around and I make up these conversations to tell you the truth. I had a lot of fun recently. I, I got some tickets to a um, – I went to a charity auction and I won four lunches at the Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. And I decided who would be my perfect combination. So I invited Lita Albuquerque, uh-huh. who was doing the Stellar Access Project. This is uh-huh. a small commercial for Lita Albuquerque. Check out StellarAccess.com. Uh-huh. I invited Maggie Meigen, who's the feng shui master of Santa Barbara. I know her. And Barbara Marks Hubbard. Oh, my. And we had lunch at, or actually brunch at the Four Seasons. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I just, I smiled. And um, people asked me afterwards, you know, like Maggie goes, how did you do this? And I said, 
20 years of radio uh-huh. because that's what it's all about here. It's about great dialogues and great conversations. And, Peter, I have to tell you, when I got your picture with your, I call it your um, jungle hat on. I don't know what yep. you call it. <laughs> I will. My cat, my cat. That's my shaman's hat. Yeah, it's good. Yes, I, I traded the uh, black shirt and collar of the priesthood to the black hat of the shaman. That's That was my change in identity. So tell them about how you gave up the priest's collar and went to the shaman's hat. I was uh, an Episcopal priest for about uh, eight years, and I had a series of mind-bending experiences at my uh, religious training in no way prepared for me, me for. I began uh, spontaneously awakening uh, abilities and powers that are usually relegated to, uh, usually uh, ascribed to uh, native shaman or eastern uh, mystics and masters. And when you said you had a spontaneous awakening, could you give our listeners a little bit of more yes. depth on that? Yes, uh, I began to uh, uh, discover I had telepathic abilities and could foresee things that were coming in uh, the future, uh, both uh, on the global level and also for individuals. I would, was able to read the energies of people. I discovered that I had healing abilities and and then uh, some of the abilities of traditional shaman to uh, what they call the uh, command of the elements of the powers of earth, air, fire, and water. And so I began having... Uh, Could you speak up just a little bit, Peter? Yes, Your voice uh, is a little and, light. Uh, in my, uh, I began to have uh, uh, experiences in spontaneous uh, combustion. And uh, <laughs> You stole it. Slow down. Yeah. You uh, just said that you are, had experiences in bursting into flame. Am I correct? Uh, both uh, bursting into flame uh, during, uh, during a sacred fire ceremony of the type that native shaman do because I had been trained in this, and also uh, what happened a number of times uh, with uh, many people witnessing this, uh, the uh, fire that had been laid for a fire ceremony burst spontaneously into flame. I discovered I was able to do this by intention. Now, did the flames dance off your body, or are they just off your fingertips, or did your clothes catch on fire, or what happens? Well, when there were two two totally separate things. One is when... We had our uh, teepee of sticks uh, that would spontaneously burst into flames. Uh, this was the, what was prepared for uh, a fire ceremony. The other is that uh, I burst into flames one time when I was calling in the powers of fire. And I had uh, a friend with me who was uh, part Native American, part Scots, and he turned white as a sheet. Uh, it, I burst first in my abdominal area. So your, uh, your, your solar plexus ignited? Yeah, it, it ignited, and uh, the natural thing to do was to uh, start slapping it. Uh, one part of me was very Were you anxious. scared? No. Uh, there was a, as, as we often experience at times like this, there's one part that is very anxious, and I was saying I've got to beat this uh, flame out quickly, the other part said everything's okay. That was the wiser part that knew exactly what was happening. And so uh, every time I'd hit the flame, it would spread down my leg. The next time I hit it, it spread down my leg. Oh, my God. And so my friend came over to um, uh, help me put it out, and he slapped me, and it went around to my back. And so the flame was everywhere. And finally, we both simultaneously realized that I, I was not being hurt. 
And you were being purified somehow, I guess. Yes, I had called the fire for actually for purification. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it was cleaning your field. Yes, it was cleaning my field. I meant it metaphorically, but uh, the fire spirits uh, uh, decided that a literal, uh, a literal demonstration would work better. Well, Peter, I've been fire walking, you know, yes. so and you it's, a, it's a profound. That you can understand how this totally uh, can happen when yes. we shift. We can shift realities. Uh, and so, uh, as it turned out, I was not hurt, but some of the fire fell onto the carpet, and it burned holes in the carpet. So, th- th- oh, I get it. I totally get it. I've had. How long were you on fire? About, uh, uh, I would say, about uh, sixty seconds. Uh huh. And uh, the I discovered I could do this by intention. I was working with a high school uh, senior in Boulder at Boulder High who mm-hmm. was on co- on cocaine, and I had met with him several times and we weren't getting anywhere. I, so I told his mother, I said, I was going to go and uh, ask the fire spirits to uh, uh, build a fire in his ass. Now, of course, I meant <laughs> I know, I read that part and, of the book. Oh, you read that, yeah. <laughs> I read and, that part. And I actually had underlined it to ask you about the fiery ass today. Yeah. Listen, we, yeah. Peter, we need to take a break right yeah. now. We'll be right back. We're on the air with Peter Calhoun and Barbara Gone with the Wind Mueller. Our sponsors are Mona B, the acai berry that packs a punch and fights inflammation. It uh, builds antioxidants. Uh, I've heard a lot of claims made to it. For me, it made my hand stop shaking. So you can visit at www.mymonav.com forward slash doctor, all spelled out, Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E. That's www.mymonavie.com forward slash Dr. Valerie. Hanging on to the past, tripping on blocks you never knew existed, visit drvalerie.com and read the Kirkgaard Method. You'll be amazed at how quickly you can complete your past and open up a vibrant future. Check out Stardubs. You need a big mailing list for people that have um, Aquarian perspectives and interplanetary mission visions. Go to www.stardubs.com and you get to actually market with the stars. I love these people. No kidding. I... I found them about six months ago. I signed up, and they just my businesses have been thriving, working with Raw. So check them out. We've also got, oh, my God, we've got the beach in San Pancho, Mexico, is waiting for you. Um, you can go to realestategold.com, uh, and you will find out about Mexican real estate at its best. And while you're going down there to check it out, here's my hot tip for you. If you want to go to the place that's like an old Mexican hacienda in San Francisco, Nayarit, just 45 minutes north of Puerto Vallarta, you'll find Steve and Diana at Roberto's Bungalows. They have five bungalows with little kitchens. It's two blocks from the beach at sunset. You walk down to the beach, you order your, order your margaritas, and you share with your friends and watch the sun go down. I haven't seen it ever be the same twice. So what you want to do is you want to call the U.S. number that's 971-239-4120, 971-239-4120, and ask for Steve or Diana. Boy, have you got a treat coming. It's where I always stay when I go down there. And if you like making money, you can find out how to do that in Mexico. Their real estate market is hopping. And with that, I'm going to go back to Peter in the flaming butt. <laughs> so, Peter, what a perfect place. Well, he got off of the uh, cocaine, and so we decided we were paving new roads for drug rehabilitation there. Uh, anyway, I uh, 
this was uh, all part of the awakening of these uh, uh, unusual spiritual powers that, uh, uh, I, as I said, my spiritual religious training in uh, the Episcopal Church in no way prepared me for. And then I began to uh, do work with uh, the weather in places around the country where there were droughts. Uh, I was called to do this, or where there had been flooding. And we would, uh, without, without exception, we always... We always had the rain come in within 24 hours. We always had the uh, uh, excessive rain end within 24 hours. And so it is, uh, this is not something new. This is something very ancient. How many other people are there like you? Well, I don't know, but I, uh, I uh, had a mentor, Rolling Thunder, who was a Shoshone uh, medicine man, and he had this incredible ability with the uh, uh, with the, the rain, and he could uh, call in a thunderstorm on a clear day. Uh, he had, uh, uh, in fact, as his name suggests, he had uh, these abilities. So, so this is not unknown. Uh, the uh, the traditional shaman uh, path was considered to be that of developing a command uh, of the uh, uh, elements, of uh, the four elements. Uh, very few shaman developed <clears throat> a command over all four, the uh, elements of earth, of air, fire, and water. But That's uh, very special. I want to just take a little, um, I want to turn you to each other for a moment if possible. Mm-hmm. Peter, as you listened to Barbara, were there any things that you wanted to ask her or that you responded to when she was telling you about her past? About her, which about her past and what she's been up to in the world. No, but yeah. I'll, I'll ask him. No, well, I want I want to hear from Peter first. Okay, because he can do it. <laughs> because I was going to tell him about my experience yeah. in Bali. Well, tell um, him about that afterwards, because that's that's now you relating to what you've heard from Peter. I want to hear since we introduced you first. I want to hear Peter heard something or one or more things that he he would comment on normally if he wasn't being a polite gentleman. Well, one of the things that, that struck me, of course, was your uh, uh, experience of being married to someone uh, 20 years older. Am I correct? Right, right. And I have exactly the same experience uh, with someone that is uh, 24 years younger than I, and yet it's, it's the most magical, most incredible relationship. That it has been truly fairy tale relationship uh, for the 10 years that we've known each other. And, and you both know each other. Both of you have, are 10 years, too, if you notice. Yeah, right. both ten years, right? And uh, so I felt uh, very much a kindred spirit with you and, mm-hmm. as, as you talked about this. And, mm-hmm. and the topic here that interests me is uh, how, how uh, about love in today's world? And, mm-hmm. and you are certainly walking your talk, as we mm-hmm. put it in the shamanic way. Because uh, when destiny knocks, you really um, get an opportunity to say yes or no. Yes, you do. And when that yes comes, you know that your life isn't going to be the same. And you have to accept all the conditions when you say yes. You know, so many times I'm on the radio and the uh, hostess always says, well, how do you know if you're on your path of destiny? How do you know if destiny is, is truly what you need to follow? And I said, you just know. You have about a 30 second window and when you know you have to decide if this you want to come back and relive your destiny or you want to take care of it this lifetime and so when you make that choice I say the one thing that you know is you're happier 
if you're a happy person, basically a happy person, and then you realize that you said yes to your destiny, you will be a happier person. Yes. It doesn't mean you won't have a few blips in your life, but the happiness will be pretty consistent. Yeah. I remember the story about Doug Hammarskjöld, who, yeah. uh, who at one point he had a, an epiphany, and he said that at that point I said yes to something greater than myself. I said yes to to my destiny, and he said my life isn't, was never the same after no, that. No, it isn't. It isn't. And uh, and um, he was one of Robert's very favorite secretary I, generals. I thought they may have known each other. Oh, my gosh. He would say things to Robert. Um, I call Robert Robert. He would say things to Robert that were like, well, Robert, I don't understand this. Um, I'm a spiritual person from morning to night and all through the evening. You guys go to church on Sunday. Spirituality is something we live with. 24-7, and Robert said, you're right. And so he was really a spiritual teacher for my husband, who was a strong Catholic. Yeah, yeah. And so the spirituality and love all go together. But going back to destiny, it's just a, a choice. And I knew, I, I owned a company with seven employees, and I knew I had to sell the company to the employees. I knew I would go live in a 150-year-old cabin in Costa Rica half-time because he was the chancellor of the University for Peace. I knew I wouldn't be driving a white Jaguar anymore. Now I drive a Honda. I knew that. But those were the things that didn't matter. What mattered was being in harmony with another soul on this planet so that we together could make a better world. Yes, I, I think that that's the, the bottom line there. And I, I wanted to add that I feel when we are uh, living out our destiny, uh, when we are living in harmony with our, our sole purpose, the reason that we came in here in the first place, uh, then then things seem to work out. Everything seems to come to us without a, a great deal of effort. That's uh, right. We we become very magnetic, and this is one way we know that we are living. And if you do have a day when things aren't just coming to you, you think, what I do wrong? Uh, right. <laughs> What's wrong here? What's wrong with this picture? Yeah. And, and I'm not the neatest person in the garage, but I'm pretty <laughs> neat everywhere else. But I know if I go in the garage and I ask the spirit world to help me, they will point me exactly where I need to find something. Yeah, the spirits tell me that you have to ask. They say we know what you need all along, mm -hmm. but you have to ask. That's the mm -hmm. way the world works. Robert and I believe there's unemployed saints out there in the spirit world <laughs> yeah. who are looking for us. Uh, and he's written 7,000 ideas and dreams on www.robertmuller.org, and that happened from the age of 70 to 80. Oh, my gosh. 7,000 ideas for a better world. And he would read them sometimes and say, how did I write that? Did I know that? And I'd say, well, Robert, you're a very open vessel for the spirit world, too. Don't forget, as much as your wisdom, education, and you and 40 years are there, the spirit world told you which ones to take. We well, you know, Barbara, speaking of your unemployed saints. Yeah. saints, have you seen Saving Grace? No, haven't. Very interesting. It's very interesting. It's uh, Holly Hunter. Uh-huh. And she's uh, 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 a bed-hopping, smoking, drinking, <laughs> rather wonderful detective uh -huh. in Indian Territory. Uh-huh. And she has an angel uh -huh. that comes in and has conversations with her about such and drinks beer himself, I believe. <laughs> and it's just a very interesting idea, and it's that crossover between, you know, it's almost your crossover from the Episcopalian priest to the shaman, Peter. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I, I wanted to go back to something. This, Barbara, a moment, please. I want to go back to something you said earlier. 
you wanted to tell Peter, because we're almost ready for a break, mm-hmm. about your experience in Bali, and I think this would be the time to do it. It'll take one second, but I think truly that we are born with the gifts that Peter has so well used, and I think we're deprogrammed from the moment we're born until we, and then education finishes us off, but so I'm so grateful for you, Peter, but Bali, I'll tell another time. Oh, okay. Well, one of the things that we might want to comment on is the fact that perhaps to find love in today's world or how do we love in today's world would be to find ourselves. Absolutely. Be the love you desire. And then you're a magnet and you're, look at, Peter attracted his wife. I attracted Robert. We don't know how. The invisible spirit world helped us. Well, I think it's interesting when you talked about the 30 seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. And you Mm -hmm. said you needed to be driving a Honda. Mm Mm-hmm. I knew. I knew. And what if you what if you didn't think you would be driving a Honda? What if you think thought you could be driving anything you wanted? Do you think that would have changed anything? Um, I don't know that answer, but I do know that in those thirty seconds you have a choice point. Do you want to close the door and live the life you're living or do you want to taste say yes and be open to the universal betterment of yourself? That's all I can say. It just you don't know exactly how it's going to pan out. You don't know every detail, but you know it's the right one. Well, one of the things that I've been noticing, and this is a, true of a lot of friends of mine, and Peter, perhaps you have some insight into this. I know a lot of people that have worked very hard, done a lot, and they have financial issues now like I've never seen before. Right, do you have any comment on that? About so many friends having financial issues? So many people that, are, that have done fine work. They're, a lot of them are well-known. Some of them have been guests on the radio show. Um, I know artists, I know political people, I know actors, I know just plain social workers, and they've had money, and for some reason they don't seem to have it now. I think that uh, one of the problems is a, is a global problem, that, uh, that uh, it is uh, costing us more and more for less and less, and, uh, and that uh, much of the uh, world's wealth is being uh, channeled and funneled into the hands of a very small elite group. And so it's putting stress on everybody. It's putting stress on the planet. Uh, perhaps uh, there's also the fact that that uh, people uh, are uh, focusing more on their their spiritual uh, growth and changing their consciousness than on the material things that we have sought for so many decades. Well, I got a response to a cult, um, actually a consulting letter that I sent out for emotional clearing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a it's a global radio show. It's a global letter. Okay. Yeah. I got I I get three hundred dollars an hour as a consultant. Mm-hmm. I had people that had stellar careers on the stage in this and that and the other thing. They were worried about paying their mortgages. I had calls from London. I had calls from Canada. I had calls from all over. Now, with, if we can, if we can call the the fire god and set ourselves on fire and transform our fields and such, I know that abundance, you know, the yes. kind of abundance you've found emotionally, both of you with the people that you love, and the kind of abundance that's possible in the world. Because I know a lot of people have good ideas and do make money. My friend Tina Dupar makes seventy one thousand a month right now selling Mona V. And she's happy as a bed bug in helping people. So I know there are ways of doing that. I tell and about this all the time. Uh, and uh, I, uh, I, I believe that abundance is not something we get or have. It's, it's what we are. And mm-hmm. 
and uh, as we begin to uh, understand that we are abundance, emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. then the, the material abundance does seem to flow to us. Mm-hmm. But if we see ourselves as lack, uh, lacking or insufficient mm-hmm. or not enough, if we have that philosophy that has been programmed into us by our culture, mm-hmm. too, then then we it's very difficult to, to maintain that, that uh, material abundance. And it's an energy. Money is an energy. Yeah, exactly. And I always tell my friends who have no money, what do you really want? Put that out there. What do you really want? Do you want 7000 a month? Put it down and then go about helping others. Forget about yourself for a while. The energy is that you have to provide more of who you are. Be the spirit you want. Be the money you want. I mean, we can tell stories of Guidepost Magazine and all these others who had nothing and who believed that they had something and the money follows. You can't come from Don't lacking. tell the whole answer because we're going to take a break and I want you to tease the heck out of them so that they stick around for the next part, Barb. You got it. Okay, so our sponsors are Mona B, the acai berry that packs the super punch, fights inflammation, builds your immune system. I've heard people say that their hair doesn't fall out anymore. In my case, <laughs> my hands start shaking and my skin started improving. That's good enough. So you can visit my website at com forward slash Dr. Valerie. If you're hanging on to the past, tripping on the blocks you never knew existed, Visit drvalerie.com and read the paper that I wrote on the Kirkgaard method. It's really amazing what can be accomplished. I was a licensed marriage family child counselor for years, and I got bored with how how, how slow things were, how long change took. So I, I give free consultations, and change is guaranteed, and you can call me at 310-455-8623 for your complimentary half-hour session. And um, I love Stardust. Stardoves, if you go to stardoves.com and you have a product, which might be interesting for you too, Peter, as well. They do a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a mailing list of, uh, oh, I know, like 350,000, 400,000 people somewhere in there of people that appreciate what it is that we're doing. And you can also check out their website at marketingwiththestars.com. And he's not talking movie stars. It's a cool website. I like it a lot. So also, we're inviting you to visit San Pancho, Mexico, and go to the Hacienda, these five charming little bungalows that are Roberta's bungalows in San Francisco, Nayarit. That's correct. It isn't just in California. San Francisco is lovingly called San Pancho. In Mexico, you can have your margaritas at sunset. You can have a swim in the pool. You can talk with Steve and Diana. You'll just absolutely love them. The town is 50 years ago. This is a place that you definitely want to visit. To find out about it, you can visit robertosbungalows.com on the Internet or you can call 971-239-4120. That's 971-239-4120. So back to you guys. I'll just give you an example. We were talking about money prior to um, the commercial, and we were talking about, I said that when you write it down and say when you want it, it actually happens, but you have to be in harmony with the universe. So my friend, a lawyer, wonderful lawyer, says to me, every time I went out to dinner with him and my husband, he would sit around and say, I just don't have enough money. I just don't have enough to pay my mortgage. I don't have enough. And I said, finally, I've had it. I'm tired of going out to dinner with you and hear about what you 
you don't have. What do you really want? He said, I want $7,000. And I said, by when? He said, next week. I said, did you write that down? Did you let the universe know that you really wanted 7000 by next week? He said, no. I said, well, before we go any further, let's give you a piece of paper, a pencil, and then put it in your wall and forget it. So he did. I called him two weeks later, and I said, did you get the 7000 He said, yep, I had it by Wednesday. And I said, you see, you have to tell the universe what you want, and you have to be available when it comes. Any comments on that, Peter? That, well, I'm uh, actually teaching uh, workshops in the Bay Area the first weekend in November, and uh, and uh, part of the workshop is about how we attract abundance into our life and using uh, some of the age-old shamanic methods uh, of uh, putting out into the universe through sacred ceremony and and through uh, and through intention that we can draw to ourselves uh, that which we. What, what we need that, that we so most ardently long for. And uh, so we talk about how to awaken the power of intention. And you know, a lot of people confuse um, intention with determination. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's a different thing. Would you let our listeners know? An example of this is that uh, I had uh, a uh, friend that that uh, had uh, been in an automobile accident and and damage, did permanent damage to his vocal cords, and he was a guitarist and a songwriter. And uh, uh, I went, uh, when I visited him, uh, I, uh, he, had, he could only speak in a whisper, and something within me just seemed to speak through me, and, and I said, I'm going to uh, uh, give you back your voice, and I touched him on the vocal cords, and his voice came back. And uh, this happened 20 years ago. I just thought, ran across him, and he reminded me of what happened. Well, this is... Uh, this is the power of intention and the power of the spoken word. This didn't come from my mind. If I'd listened to my head, it would have said, you're crazy. Uh, you know, that's, that's impossible. Wouldn't you call it a field? It was a field, yes. And, and that's what intention is. That intention is a, a, a field that we can tap into. And the problem is most people have lost that connection mm-hmm. with intention. Mm-hmm. So could you give our listeners perhaps some clues on how to access the field of intention? Yes, I can. Uh, (laughs) I I would say that the most powerful thing is to stop the internal dialogue and and learn to be in the present moment. Because when we're in the present moment, uh, we're not draining off of our energies and powers by fretting about the future mm-hmm. or, or feeling remorse over the past. Or, or saying those words, I don't have enough money. Can you imagine anybody having that in their mind? Yeah. What are you going to get? Not enough money. Exactly. The universe only knows what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, when, we, when we use intention, we're not, it, it has nothing to do with the mind, the rational mind. We're coming out of our deeper awareness. And so when we focus uh, our deeper awareness on something, uh, we get it. We draw it to ourselves, and, and we do it with, with very little effort. That's how intention works. You know, Barbara, I'm, I'm thinking that it's almost like the fight quotes between good and evil exist as we struggle with our own negative thoughts. We don't have the, we don't have the, um, and I shouldn't say this, we don't really wait, we waste a lot of time on the planet with negative thoughts. It's like, if we, we even think knew- there's a choice. If we only knew the power of our mind. We have to reprogram our mind to remember we are very powerful. If we knew the power of a thought, we'd never have a negative thought. In the minute you have a negative thought, you can say to the universe, thank you. And then now what do I really want? Thank you. What do I really want? And that's what you focus on. Well, you know, I heard something really interesting. I heard that 
if you cancel a thought within 30, 29 seconds, that it doesn't become a permanent repetition. So if you catch yourself having a negative thought, you don't have to apologize. You don't have to forgive yourself. All you have to say is cancel. We're pretty darn wonderful beings. We are pretty amazing. Uh, the fact that we're alive right now is something real special. We're, I don't know if you're very much into all the metaphysical websites and all the emails that are coming out, but every one of them are saying the same thing, that this is the time. This is when the world needed to birth all the experiences that have taken place on the planet, and it's now is the time. Even the Hopi Indian says, we are the ones we've been waiting for. We have been telling you for a long time that the 11th hour, it is now. Why are you living right now? Why is Peter living right now? Why am I alive? Why are you doing your work, Val? Because this is the time to speak our truth, to create the world we want, to be good to each other and unconditionally love ourselves, which will allow the universe to be good to us and vice versa. I carry things in my purse that allow the people I meet who are in disharmony, if it's a $20 bill to the guy who's cleaning my car or if it's a lollipop to a crying child, I make sure that I'm available to help in that moment whoever I meet. Sometimes my husband calls me the missionary in the moment (laughs) because that's all I can be sometimes. So I want to give a plug right now to Patricia Cota Robles. Are you familiar with her work? Uh, I am. I love Costa Rica. Pardon? She's actually from Costa Rica. Really? Mm-hmm. But keep talking. Okay, so her website is onespirit.com forward slash era, E-R-A, of peace. Mm-hmm. Her name is Patricia Cota Robles, and she works for the Company of Heaven. <laughs> and it's a pleasure. Um, we usually have Patricia on the show once a month. And we weren't able to schedule it this month, but hopefully we'll have her next month. And With all these free workshops, all they have to do is pay attention. Oh, oh. she came to town and did a, a workshop at the Bonaventure years ago, and I was dumbfounded. She spoke for um, three hours, and then there was going to be a break, and she broke to the second when she said she was going to break. She never flubbed up once, and I felt like I, God was talking. Yeah, she's pretty amazing. She's amazing. It was mm-hmm. just so But see, she's living in unconditional love. What we're really looking for in every experience, and you too, Val, Peter, and all of us know this, that in every encounter we're looking for the awareness of love. Really, we are, but we forget that. We forget that. Well... Let me see, I, I have a little list of um, questions for you, and I, I know that some of these are concerns of Americans. It's like one of the things that's being said is that the United States is turning into a police state. So here we are, under these circumstances where it looks like we're losing, we're told it's the luckiest time to be on Earth. Peter, how do we reconcile this? And Barbara, how do we reconcile what our experience is and what we believe our, quote, job to be? You want to start, Peter? Uh, well, sure. I, I think that that we have to be true to our own experience and and uh, and true to ourselves and and not uh, listen to the experts. One of the things that that happened to me is that I began to realize uh, as I got on embarked on my new path that everything that had been told told me by the experts was wrong, and it was only by going within and discovering the God and Goddess within myself and that God and God is reflected in the infinite creation around it. I really began to 
to uncover that truth that, that sets all of us free. And I began to realize that since we were toddlers, uh, adults were speaking to us about their version of the world. Well, it was a false version. It was a false belief system that we had programmed, that a belief system that our world is, uh, is uh, an, uh, like a cold, impersonal phenomena in, in this creation, uh, and that, that we are poor, wretched beings that, that uh, are incapable of uh, most of us achieving anything, uh, achieving greatness. And, and so we were given a perception, a belief system that was so limiting so and suppressive and disempowering. And, and uh, I, I saw that all we need to do really is to change our perception of who we are and what this world is if we perceive the world as a magical world, a wondrous manifestation of the Creator and, and perceive ourselves as, as magical beings that are, mm-hmm. are an expression, then, then mm-hmm. we have, then the power comes to us. It's so beautiful, Peter, what you said. I thank you so much. And uh, I keep on my desk here in front of me, miracles happen to those who believe in them as you happen to me. And my husband gave me that, and it was a picture of himself, because he says every day, you know, his first idea ever that he ever wrote was, we are all miracles, and how can we possibly shoot another miracle? How can we possibly have what is a military state to make beautiful yeah it is true and what makes me feel empowered is my power of my own mind now i know there's some things that are wrong on the planet i know that but if i focus on them then i'll be joining the masses with all the wrongs but if i focus on the kind of world i want then i can live in the kind of world i want and spread it as much as i can and you affect the field around you in ways that go far beyond. It's like ripple, like a stone uh, that's mm-hmm. thrown into a pond, and the ripples go outward into ever-widening concentric circles. And this is what happens when we focus on our own uh, power and 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 being a, a beacon of love and positivity. It just it goes outward and it changes. You're absolutely right on, and you are just a living example. I mean, how many people out there understand the power of the mind? Now, I never challenged my body to catch on fire, but I wouldn't be surprised if it would, if I did. And I'm not surprised, Peter, that you have uncovered these miracles that can happen with the mind. And not only the mind, just you're in your field. You can make things happen. I know that. And my message to everyone in, in my book, Soul on Fire, and in the workshops that I teach is that we all have these abilities. It's just mm-hmm. a lost art. and it, mm-hmm. and, and the reason that we're not um, manifesting these abilities mm-hmm. is because we've bought into this false belief system that has it's, re- it's reinforced daily by the media and, and it's uh, supported by the scientific, not just the religious, but the scientific and medical establishments, the economic and political establishments. And, and so uh, when we throw off these limiting belief systems that have been... Uh, that, that we've been subjected to uh, since childhood, and then, then we're free. We're Peter, free. do you know if um, Tony Robbins still does fire walks? I don't know. Because he does. He's in Del Mar. Pardon? He does. He's still in Del Mar. I saw him jogging the other day. Okay, well, if he still does fire walks, I'm inviting our listeners to actually check out that work because it's done very well. I used to take my clients fire walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I'd have somebody in therapy too long. The power, the power I, of the mind. You know, I'd say, okay, on. guys, we're going fire walking. Right. And well, it was know, amazing. So I'm that would dumb. give people a, a, you know, a right-on idea of the fact that they can do something that powerful in a single evening. But, you know, my husband, 
Robert Mueller would not be alive if he would not have believed in happiness. When he was in the French resistance and the Gestapo, the Germans, five Germans came to arrest him, and he, is the, he wrote the book, Most of All, They Taught Me Happiness. And the reason that he is alive today is because at that point he had heard of Emil Kuwe, who said the power of the subconscious is more powerful than anything that's around you. And if you will say every day and every way I'm getting better and better, and then believe in happiness, believe in health. So anyway, the Gestapo came and his secretary told him that they didn't know he was who he was at that point, that somebody was coming, and he said, I'm going upstairs, and I will stay upstairs, and you tell me if they are indeed the Gestapo. She sent a mission, uh, somebody up there to tell him, and he said, yep, that's the Gestapo ready to put me in prison. So he said, what can I do? Here are five Germans ready to take me to jail and probably execute me. If I roll myself up in the carpets, they'll shoot me. If I get on the roof, they'll shoot me. So he said, what can I do? I can be happy. And he started to smile because he knew if he was happy, he could creatively think of something that would stop the whole process. The only thing he could come up with after he started smoking a cigarette and whistling was to walk straight down to them because that was the last thing they expected. So he combed his hair differently, took off his glasses, put a file under his um, arm and went downstairs and said to his secretary, who they were shaking and saying, if you don't tell us where he is, we will kill you. And she said, oh, they're looking for Mr. Patterson, which was his assumed name. And he said, oh, I saw him on the fourth floor. So all the Germans ran up there, and Robert walked out the front door and rode a bicycle. Robert is the only man from his graduating class of high school that was not shot or killed in the French-German wars. Oh, me. And the only one alive. Why is he still alive today? Think about that. And what saved his life, all the stories in the book, most of all they taught me happiness, are on this. And that's why his book sells so much. Because people don't even have that basic concept of how to be happy. Well, you know, Barbara, there's another book. It's called The Course in Miracles. Oh, of course. And it's a three-volume set. And I actually did The Course in Miracles for a year. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the course had firewalked with me. Mm -hmm. So we had a different concept. Mm-hmm. And whenever I feel my miracles falling short, I just go back to the Course in Miracles because mm-hmm. there's an alignment that's available. Peter's, each one of us has addressed it in a different way. Mm-hmm. But when one is aligned with an intention, not when one is determined and forcing something to happen, but when one is aligned with intention, which is what the Course of Miracles teaches, and I'm, what I'm sure Robert, can they get Robert's book off your website? Oh, yes, and it's spelled M-U-L-L-E or Robert Mueller. And it's also on Amazon and it's on Alibus. It's all on all the places. Now, Peter, that you can get your book at your website, too, which is petercalhoun.com, right? Yes, and uh, it's uh, Hay House has just come out with the book, so it's in uh, Barnes & Noble and some of the uh, major bookstores now. It's called Soul on Fire, and interestingly... Uh, I have stories in there about uh, how I was uh, faced with certain deaths uh, several on, on three or four different occasions, and through just very magical events, I was able to, to alter my future. This is when I discovered we can shift reality. You know, you just gave me an idea, because something happened for me about 20 years ago, and I believe you may have the answer to what happened. I've been looking for it. I was walking my dog, at about 5 o'clock in the morning, I lived on Mount Washington near the Fellowship of Self-Realization. I was walking down this dirt road. There was a beautiful moon out. It was just peaceful and wonderful. And all of a sudden, these two snarling dogs 
were like flying at us through the air. And I remember going, you have to shift your energy. Yep. They smell your fear. And I don't even know how I knew how to do this. But what happened was my dog and I just stood there. And these two dogs, it looked like they ran into a force field and they slid, like they ran into a plate glass window and they slid down to the ground, kind of whimpering. What happened? You changed your consciousness, and therefore you changed your force field exactly as you described. And but was that my force field? I always thought it was God. Well, it it was maybe both, both are true. I mean, because you are you are an expression of God. You're an expression, uh, a manifestation, an individual manifestation of the One Spirit. And uh, as we uh, begin to understand who we are. Uh, then, then our godlike powers begin to awaken spontaneously. Even to the level that we can manifest physically the stuff that we needed. Right. Mar- I was right. spinning. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's been done. Uh, it's being done all the time. It's mm-hmm. been done done for ages. We can bring these things. In. That should have made you a believer. That experience. <laughs> yeah. um, my friend who started the club of Budapest is Irvin Laszlo. I'm Hungarian, and my great 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 grandfather was uh, King Batori. Anyway, to make a long story short. Um, Irvin Laszlo and his entire family were out on Lake something or other, and a hurricane or a twister was coming toward him. And he realized his whole family, everybody he loved, was in that boat. And that whirling wind was coming toward him. That tornado was coming toward that boat. And everybody and their brother, including his grandchildren, would have been in the water. And he stood on the bow of that boat and he said, you will go to the right of us, you will not touch us. And he just stood there with that focus. It not only went to the right of him, it went way to the right, went into another community. But that's the power of the mind. But we forget that we can do that. Absolutely, and and one of the recent experiences, uh, my wife and I had a group in uh, Canyonlands uh, National Park. We had a group that were vision questing with us. It had been uh, the wind had been blowing at 25 to 30 miles an hour for four days, and uh, that night uh, we saw this glow up the canyon a couple of miles, and it got very bright. And then we smelled the smoke, and then the ashes were falling on us, and we knew that a fire was racing down uh, with the wind toward us. And oh, my. Everything was dry. There was so oh there was a lot of vegetation. And uh, I uh, reminded my wife, you know, we can, we've done this before. We can stop the wind. We did, and it stopped. It was mm. dead calm within five minutes. Mm. And we had dead calm the entire night. The, the fire went out before it reached us, and, mm. and uh, the next morning, the 30-mile-an-hour winds started up again, and uh, but we were spared having to uh, make a hasty mm-hmm. departure, and, uh, or worse. Uh-huh, or a hasty yeah. accent. So we do this sort of thing uh, all the time. If we don't forget, Peter, if yeah. we don't forget. We, yeah. we cut out the last batch of commercials. So we're not going to do that in case our listeners were eagerly listening for oh. that last, ba- last batch of commercials. Yeah. We've I, actually uh, got uh, about five minutes of airtime left. So I, I, I wanted to make sure yeah. that um, each of you have an opportunity to let our listeners know what it is that you've extrapolated from this program for yourselves and what you would like them to know about your work. So, Barbara, would you? I don't mind at all. I have gotten that... I won't forget this time, I won't forget that love is the answer, 
that the mind is so powerful that we can create the world we really want and that there are others out there like myself, which I'm so grateful for to know Peter now and to know you again, Valerie, and to have people go to our Good Morning World because we're so in with good ideas that we want to share them. So each morning we have www.goodmorningworldalloneword.org where we give some of the 7,000 ideas and some of the love potions from others. I'm on a talk show interview. What are you saying, Peter? Uh, I am saying that... uh, I just had someone come to the door. But <laughs> that's just fun bad the video, timing, you know. Bad timing. They were knocking very loudly. Anyway. Carol Channing has FedEx show up at the door. Yes, uh, I uh, have uh, found that just uh, even even greater dimensions of the power of love. Because when I talk about these spiritual powers, the shamanic powers, the very bottom of line is that of love, that of our ability to manifest unconditional love. Because love is not something we have yet. It's it's what we, it's something that we are. But I talk about awakening these abilities and throwing off the false belief systems of our time in, in my workshops, as well as in, in the book, mm-hmm. Hell on Fire. Mm-hmm. I'll be doing workshops in Northern California in mm-hmm. the Bay Area the first oh, weekend. Oh, cool. The first weekend in November. And we can get that off your website. Yeah, and, okay. and uh, people can uh, uh, email me at info at petercalhoun.com. Mm-hmm. Calhoun is spelled C-A-L-H-O-U-N. Yeah. And www.petercalhoun.com is the website, and you can get in touch with me that way and find out about the workshops that I'll be doing the first weekend in November in the Bay Area. And um, that brings me up to our workshop, November 10th. We're doing one on happiness, uh, Robert and I, together. And that's also, if you want information, you can go to our website or email me, Barbara. B-A-R-B-A-R-A, at rain, R-A-I-N, dot org. But I'm glad you're doing those workshops, Peter. I'm going to see if I can't come up that way. My grandbabies are up there. I would love to meet you. Oh, wonderful. Barbara, is your workshop in Santa Barbara? It is in Santa Barbara. It's by Omega, the community, Santa Barbara Community College. It's free. It's November the 10th. It's a three-hour workshop, and it's we always get standing room only because people really want to be happy. And the book, Most of All They Taught Me Happiness by Robert Mueller, my husband, is like the basis for our lives and for the workshop. You know, we didn't mention that he used to play the harmonica. He still plays the harmonica, bless his heart. I loved it. When I first heard about Robert, it was that he played the harmonica on the floor of the U.N., and I had to find him. It's the art of of living and living, and he always plays Ode to Joy wherever we go, and he always um, starts everything with the Ode to Joy. I love it. I absolutely love it. So do you have a a slogan that you live by? Me? What do you call it, a... You know, like in the movies, they call it um, a tagline. My whole philosophy is be the unconditional love you expect to be and that you want to receive, decide to love, and you will desire nothing. It just happens. Well, you know, I I would have to say that my tagline changes from time to time, but the one that comes to mind right now is that miracles are a gift of love. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love yourself first, though. That has to happen. You have to really believe it. Gosh, I mean, there's so many stories of people who realize they are really magnificent. And once they do, their life changes. Fabulous. Peter, we've oh. got one minute left. It's yours. <laughs> well, first, it's just an honor to be here. And, Barbara, an honor to talk with you. And, Thank you. And hear about the marvelous uh, 
planetary work you're doing, and you too, Val. And I'm sure we will meet. Uh, you know, destiny has a way of bringing those of us together that that have uh, uh, such common spiritual interests, and and uh, we're all working toward this this common cause of bringing about uh, a change in the planetary consciousness. And and I uh, so I again want to welcome. Uh, anyone that wants to inquire further about my workshops or my book, info at petercalhoun.com is my email. Oh, that's great. We'd like to thank our okay. sponsors, our executive producer, Jeff Spinard and Nathan Jett. We'd like to thank Rich Kepler for, for actually starting Voice America in the first place so that these conversations could occur. Thanks to Pete Laubach, our chief technical officer, and to Jack Avi Kotz, what great work you do. And to all of our sponsors, you make this program possible. And God bless you all. Um, just keep loving. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. And if you guys would just stick around for a moment.